Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Today's episode is sponsored by my Lit Daily Online Yoga Classes. This is an exclusive pass into my personal practice and program that I created from experience as a physical therapist and 20 years developing my Lit Yoga methodology. There is a different class with me every day, including special monthly live streams, so you can feel your most lit up anytime and anywhere. Get a three-day free trial today by going to movementbylara.com and clicking daily classes. Let's get moving. Good movement, and welcome to Redefining Yoga, a Movement by Lara podcast, which is designed to investigate all aspects of the modern evolution of yoga from my background as a physical therapist and lover of movement. My mission is to help everyone find freedom through smarter and safer movement patterns, so together we can be uplifted, benefiting all beings. Today's podcast is called How to Get Out of a Slump. How to get out of a slump. First of all, slump is kind of like an onomatopoeia. It's like you say slump and you kind of feel slumpy. It's such a great word. It's like got lump in it. <laughs> and then you add the sla, like sloth, and it just, you know, slump. So I think everybody knows what a slump is. It's it's it can be a physical thing, an emotional thing. It can be a professional thing. It could be a creative thing. It's almost like a blockage or just a feeling of you're stuck or you're lethargic. But it was interesting when I went to look up the definition of slump, because I always love looking up definitions, the first thing that popped up was actually not about the the state of, you know, a slump as in a noun, like I'm in a, I'm in a slump, I'm in a professional slump or in a um, exercise slump. It was it was something that, based on land mass, these slumps that occur, that kind of break off or, or separate it. And I started reading about it. I was like, oh, this actually is like the architecture kind of in the body when this happens. So I'm going to read you one line that struck me. So slumps frequently form due to removal of a slope base, either from natural or man-made processes. Stream or wave erosion, as well as road construction, are common instigators for slumping. It's the removal of the slope's physical support which provokes this mass-wasting event. 
And I thought, wow, that is not unlike the body. Like when we remove our support structure, we feel slumpy. We feel like we're just kind of folded or flexed in half. And this is happening in a geological way as well, which I thought, wow, that's kind of interesting. And then, of course, when we feel like we're stuck or not mobile, the same thing. We we have lost the kind of the structure from which we can move or evolve from. And, you know, it, it, it has like a collapsed feeling to it, like slumping to the floor is is like slouching or bending like in a bent position. So anyway, I think like we've had economy can be slumped when, you know, when prices are not, when prices have fallen or this poor economic activity, you can have the slump of a sports team. You know, I've watched college basketball my whole life and the hardest thing to watch is like when a really good uh, shooter, three-point shooter or um, shooter from the outside you know, like has historically been amazing and just goes through a slump where they cannot hit a basket, you know, to save their lives. And it just, it feeds into itself. And then you're like, oh, is this physical or is this psychological? And of course it's psychological too, because if you, I know a couple of um, players for my college team, Duke University, Duke has a great basketball team, which I know is either really loved or not loved. (laughs) So it's an easy, I guess it's an easy basketball team to hate, but they've had a couple great three-point shooters over the last, you know, um, five to 10 years who have hit these slumps. And it's very fascinating to watch, like what is actually happening? It isn't that their form changed, but one thing leads to another and and it's almost like this negative feedback loop. So they're in a slump. They can't get, they can't land a shot. So you have it in terms of, you know, value of sales and pricing and and value of your performance. So it can it can happen. And and what are the ways to get out of a slump? I mean, I think it's similar similar to getting out of any kind of lethargy or place where you're just feeling stuck and immobile and unenthusiastic. So I think one of the first things to do is identify your mindset. Like what is it that's going on in your mind, whatever the slump is. So it could be a physical slump. You haven't been outside in a while because it was winter or you haven't exercised in a while because you have a new job and it's demanding or you have a new baby and you it's just like you have no energy or you're taking care of, you know, only um, older parents and aging parents. It, there's a lot of reasons that people can fall into a period where they're not taking care of themselves in the same way. And then what happens is that good old Newton's law of things at rest like to stay at rest, and things in motion like to stay in motion. And that inertia settles in, and you become, in your mind and in your body, kind of rigidly held or bent over in this slumpy like way. And and it's so first identify your mindset. Like where do you uh, where do you want to be? Because if you can kind of aspire to uh have this vision of what you would like to be doing, whether it's physical or professional or emotional, 
you know, identifying the mindset that you would like to have that you're in now and that you maybe perhaps like to have instead is, is important because, uh, you know, it's take the, the basketball players who continue to miss. What I really think is the coaches who are so supportive and continue to say, take that shot, take that shot. Not like, wow, you stink. You really got to stop taking that shot, even though you're zero for 12 from the three-point line. Instead, a lot of those coaches, uh, I know Coach Kate, and and he'll say, take that shot. You've got this. Take that shot. And so he's trying in in a way, and I'm sure many other coaches do this too, to infuse that positive mindset into the mind of the player who is in this slump. So figure out if you don't have kind of the bandwidth to give yourself that mindset, who in in your life could help you with that? And so that's when you share, like I... It's, it's kind of like going to any kind of congregation or meeting or community or just a few friends and saying, guys, I'm really in a slump and this is how I'm feeling, but I'm ready to not be in this stage anymore. I'm ready to get out of it. So that first mindset, identifying and, and then identifying who, who can help you get out of it if you need it. So then the second stage is, I I think identifying the factors that have led you there are actually beneficial because then you'll it's like identifying the landmass that, that like in when I was reading about the slump identifying what were those things whether they were man-made or ecological that led to the loss of structure and so what could help with you getting out of the slump is to identifying the things that might have led you into it so that you can, when you start to climb out of your slump, you can know like these are some geological landmines, so to speak, that might pull pull you back. So say that if it's a creative slump, what is it that what is it that led you into a create like not be so creative? So for me, for instance, I like to write. And I write a lot just for myself, but I do share some of my writings in different um, journals or online places and, and certainly in my Instagram. And what I find is when I share it, there I, I sometimes get a more of a feedback loop to write more. And that might not be for everybody. Some people will never share and they they have plenty of creativity, but it's almost like creatively putting it out there gives me more juice to write more. And then I'll go through something, some some long period, you know, for me where I'm not writing as much and I'll get asked to write a feature or something or, or um, a small article. And it's fine. I'm like, I can find the creative juices, but I'll find that if I haven't been in the rhythm of sharing it, it's it's like a bigger it's just not even it's not even like a slump that I have to come over, but I just i ha- it's it's more inertia that I have to overcome to start the writing process versus just staying in it and then sharing with the you know different public forums that kind of inspire me more. So it's that same aspect of sharing with a friend, um your mindset, um figuring out what you know, what is the hindrance? And so for me, the hindrance is if if I don't really do that kind of sharing, I, I don't feel as inspired. If I don't have 
some clear parameters or some clear um, goals for my writing. Like I would like to write, I'm, I'm in the process of trying to write a book. I'm writing it. I don't even know what I'm going to do with it, whether I'll publish it or not. But it's, I say it out loud because I'd really like to do that. And I feel, feel like saying it out loud helps getting over the slump. And so just setting your mindset right and then making sure that you put voice to it if that's going to help you not slide into the slump. So, and for like an emotional slump, can you identify what might have gotten you there? What are some things that um, might have um, created that like geological landslide, so to speak? And it could be um, not seeing people as much. Like sometimes people will get in this, especially in winter and we're coming out of winter, like this kind of cocoon-like state where it is just not as inspiring to go out. The weather's not as great or you're busy and then it gets darker earlier or, or whatever it might be. And that is, people know that year in and year out. They know like, hey, you know, every winter I kind of go into a slump. I feel like I have, I mean, I've had many people say, I feel like I have seasonal affective disorder. I don't go out as much. I stay in, I get right home and get on my pajamas, which is nothing wrong with that. But that might, if you know the factors that lead to your slump, it might help you at least identify them and maybe mitigate some of them so that you're not trying to, you're not going to fall into that slump like a cycle over and over again. But instead, like make it a point to go out and see some people, make it a point to be more social, make it a point to walk outside, even if it's cold. So that's a fit, that's a way of getting out of an emotional and physical slump. Now, if one of the factors that leads to slump is is a is stress, then you need to really kind of unpack that. Like, what is stressful in your life? Is it that you're not getting enough sleep? Is it that you take on more than you need to take on, and then you shut down because it becomes overwhelming, and that becomes a slump? So, stress, I think, for a lot of people, is a big factor that can lead to emotional and physical slumpiness. And there's a great quote from one of the physical therapists that I've, I mean, one of the doctors, um, his name is Stuart McGill, and he has a lot of back, uh, he's known very much for for back pain, but I hate to even generalize like that because he he knows so much more. He's he's just a great kind of functional medicine guy. And he had a great quote, and it was stress builds up when you don't move. And so I think of that as like that geological or man-made uh landslide thing that pushes that that slump out, you know, so it's lost its structure. And so when stress builds up when we don't move, we become very rigidly um, slumpy in our posture and in our mindset and all of that. So when you identify the things that lead to the slump, I'm sure stress will be on the list. So you've got to figure out ways of helping, you know, de-stress you. You know, stress is always going to be there. I've, I've talked about it before. Stress can be a huge motivating factor to get things done, but it can backfire and lead, and, and have you lead, you know, go down this line of becoming slumpy because you're just overwhelmed. Slumping also is a very postural thing. So I'm going to say the other thing I would identify is how are you spending your days in terms of your posture? And can you 
in your own physical posture, deslump. Because if you can find ways to do that, where you write yourself notes, or again, have your friend or your coworker, you know, tell you, hey, stand up straight or stop slouching or all those things, you know, moms would nag about because that slumpiness, that physical demeanor we take on and we really feel it. And you can see when people have less energy, less motivation, more stress, it manifests in that slumpy feeling. So get your posture going, stand up tall, reach your arms up to the ceiling, work on your core strength, move, even if it's taking uh, walks frequently during the day. It's way better. This is the other thing that Stuart McGill talks about um, for back pain, but this really goes into the slump, getting de-slumped. And that is, it's way, way better to move frequently than to work in one, in kind of one position, probably slumpy, all day, say seven or eight hours, and then go to the gym for an hour. Because in a way, you might even be setting yourself up for more discomfort in your low back because you have been slumped for such a long time period. And in one position, probably for such a long time period, it doesn't, you know, one hour at the gym is not going to de-slump you. It might, in fact, put more stress and load onto your slumpy posture. So what I will say about de-slumping from a physical standpoint is make sure you're moving and moving often. Even if I would say like, you don't have to go to the gym, but if you're, it'd be better to like take a little bit more time work-wise, not hour-wise, but um, get up more often. You're actually going to be more productive. We know that. But move more often, get open more often, meaning stretch your arms up, move in a variety of ways to take yourself out of that bent over posture that we associate with being slumpy. And so that's a huge one is identify what, how you're spending your day. And if you're, whatever you're doing, is, is it really leading and provoking this slump feeling? And so obviously let's think about like from a, from a workstation standpoint, get up and move, but say that you're already moving a lot in your day and that's not your issue, but you just feel like you're in a slump in other ways, professionally or just unmotivated. What is going to motivate you? And you just need to start writing this stuff down. Is it that you want to have a family? Is it that you want to make more money? Is it that you want to be more successful? Is it that you want to relocate? Is it that you want to change jobs? Is it that you just want to feel like you're working smarter, not harder. You know, like all of these are really good things to identify. If you, so it doesn't matter what kind of work you're you're doing. If this is not a physical thing and more of a professional or emotional thing, identify what you want in your life, because that kind of identification will get you out of your slump for sure. It'll at least start the wheels going. So I'm hoping you're not in a slump right now, but if you are, think about what, what you're feeling like in your body. And try and take on the kind of opposite of that feeling in your body as often as you can. So if you feel like heavy and inert and like like you're slump, like you're literally dragged down into the creases of the couch, can you stretch up? Can you bring your hands to a door frame and and 
open up your front body? Can you reach up? And this has been shown, getting those arms up overhead and just holding it there and breathing for a matter of seconds can change your mood. You will feel de-slumped, so to speak. So if if you are feeling slumpy, I'm hoping this podcast help. Identify what is where what your mindset is. Identify people or many persons um, who, or a person, I should say, people or a person who can help you um, and kind of hold you accountable. Identify the things that have led you into this lump so that you can have knowledge of them and avoid them. And then identify how you can get yourself out of the slump, whether it's physical or emotional, whether it's journaling, whether it's moving more, and then make yourself big. Like think of the opposite of the slump. Form the structure that that creates the space and strength and you know of the landmass so that you you have structure and you're not gonna just like sludge down into a slump, but really fill up the space. I would like to know if you have any ideas of how to to get out of a slump and know that momentum is always going to be helpful as well. So a li- little steps at a time will help you. And don't, don't underestimate the power of taking three to five cleansing breaths, kind of as a way of <sighs> opening up the possibility to get out of the slump. And take the shot. Take the shot. Remember those basketball players who are in the slump? The best thing I can do is continue to take the shot and mentally get over that barrier because it's often not a physical thing, but a emotional um, stress thing. Oh, and of course, identify the stressors in your life and do something about them. So there's a lot to lot to do in this one slumpy way to de-slump, but I'm hoping this helps you get out of a slump and take my classes to get lit up because uh, my classes are definitely about improving your posture, improving your energy and vitality so that when we do that, when we stand tall and we feel not slumpy, we actually tend to make better and wiser choices. Um, with how we want to spend our time, with who we want to spend our time, and so that we can feel really vibrant and not not be in a slump. So I hope this helps you. I'm sending you lots of hugs. Make sure you send this and um, to, some, to some friends who might need it because that's the best thing we can do as a community is help each other when we, when we hit the slumps in our life. Thank you and have a wonderful day. 